0: Pray for us in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So, today we'd like to talk about union with Christ and justification. A lot of people seem to find it's hard to get hold of the doctrine of justification, it seems a lot less practical a lot less present to them in you know, sanctification for instance and uh, this is quite surprising because Martin Luther called it the essence of the Christian faith or the material principle of Christianity, scripture being the formal principle and uh, I think one way of looking at this uh, helpfully is to remember that all the doctrines of Scripture which we turn into nouns are in fact actions on the part of God. So justification is God justifying us. And it's helpful to think of that as being An action belonging to God rather than something which is a static noun. Uh, And how does God justify us? What would that mean? Well, to move into vernacular language, it means that the criminal is declared not guilty. So justification is the declaration or the act which recognises a criminal accused as being not guilty. And the background is that in this country there's a presumption of innocence. And when the evidence is heard The one who's accused is recognized to be innocent and therefore is declared to be innocent now when someone who's accused is vindicated in that way it doesn't change anything in the person the person has been innocent all along it only recognises that state that the person is innocent of any accusation. Now, that is the opposite of the guilty verdict which scripture calls condemnation. And condemnation doesn't make the person guilty It only recognises their inherent guilt. So it doesn't change anything in us. It's a declaration concerning us that's being given uh, about us. Now that's one important thing uh, when we're talking about the doctrine of justification. It means that uh, God is recognising something which could be declared with regard to us. The second point is that when we're reading scripture, uh, in the English translations we get into all kinds of theological discussions because uh, there's the word justification and there's the word righteousness. Uh, But in Greek it's the same word, Uh, just is righteous in Greek and if you say God is just, you're saying that God is righteous and uh, both of those words, which are very often the same, uh, are used in the same context sometimes and you wonder why they've been translated in that particular way. Now the point of what we're going to say this afternoon, after those two, uh, yeah, uh, those two markers, is that uh, God justifies us by uniting us to Jesus Christ. Uh, When God unites us to Jesus Christ, God justifies us. And the thing is. That the recognition of our righteousness or our justification is not something which makes any change in how we are, but it's recognizing something concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. God justifies us because we are in Christ, He is the one who is just. We are not just, but in Christ God recognises us to be just in Him and because of Him. And this is how Martin Luther came to his formulation about Christian believers and said that at the same time we are just and sinful. And, of course, this was the big point of contention. How can a holy God recognize people who are sinners as being just and righteous in Jesus Christ? Because they're not just and righteous. They're unjust and unrighteous. They're uh, in line for condemnation. But in Christ, by faith, they're declared to be righteous or just and that doesn't seem to be right because if someone is sinful they should be declared uh, such they should be condemned but the wonder of the gospel is that we who should be condemned are declared righteous in Christ because of Christ's justice so how do we get to that point of recognizing that those who are in christ are just how is that possible without making god himself unrighteous in justifying sinners well there are a couple of things uh, to say uh, about this and Uh, the first of these concerns how God justifies how does God justify the second concerns the role of Jesus in justification and the third point is how this applies to us and the fourth point is uh, the role of faith in justification so Uh, In Christ were justified how does this come to be well uh, we've got to put this in uh, a further biblical context Uh, and something we've already touched on is recognizing the difference between God's holiness and his righteousness now holiness is the character of God in and of himself It's what makes God different to us but God's righteousness is his justice not in and of himself but in relation to us so holiness is something that's inherent in God and God's righteousness or his justice is something which is related to his sovereign actions with regard to us. Uh, righteousness is God's sovereignty in relation to us, uh, his justice uh, expressed uh, through uh, his law, which is the criteria of judgment. Now Adam was created in the image of God. Uh, Adam was created by God To be holy like god it was an inherent holiness that adam had in himself but god also created adam righteous in the beginning and when adam sinned he lost that righteousness and human beings in adam lost that holiness and therefore they were separated from god they were excluded from the holy place from the garden and man must become again just and righteous must be made just and righteous to enter into a relationship with god who is holy but the whole point is That human beings can't do this Uh, any righteousness that we do uh, seems to God to be unrighteous seems to God to be insufficient in the light of God's holiness and therefore you can't get into a relationship with Holy God through righteousness Uh, human beings can't make that move and that is the why that is why in protestant theology we always have justification and righteousness first and then sanctification or becoming holy second and you can't get holiness through acts of righteousness and this is the whole point of uh, protestant teaching on the subject of justification now this situation where we've got to be righteous before god in order to enter into the presence of his holiness and be accepted in the light of his holiness this is where jesus comes in as mediator between God and us and so we speak secondly about Jesus and justification now the big thing is this Jesus is the second Adam Uh, in Scripture there are two human beings there are two humanities humanity in Adam humanity in Christ and when Christ came Christ came to restore the righteousness of man through salvation through his words and deeds and through his death on the cross he did all that to restore righteous humanity before God and that allows us to enter into the presence of a holy God Now, how did the Lord Jesus Christ do this? Well, think back to Adam and uh, Eve, the first humans. Uh, What had they done? They forfeited righteousness before God. They were excluded from God's holiness. And therefore, they became liable to death. So, the Lord Jesus Christ has to deal with these two situations dealing with unrighteousness or injustice in the light of what we should do in terms of obeying God and secondly, suffering the consequences of our unrighteousness that is, death at the hands of a holy God And this is what we call uh, Jesus uh, in his active and passive obedience as mediator between God and men. Uh, Jesus in his life actively obeyed God's law perfectly. He did all that first human beings should have done and he established a perfect humanity in justice and righteousness before god uh, in doing that and what the lord jesus christ does in fact uh, in three easy pieces to understand this is first of all the lord jesus took adam's place and fulfilled the covenant of works in Adam's place. God made a covenant with Adam, which we call the covenant of creation or the covenant of works. When the Lord Jesus came, He established a sinless humanity which fulfilled totally the covenant that Adam should have done, the covenant of creation or the covenant of works so the lord jesus made in his own body a new creation a new humanity which uh, satisfied uh, god Uh, under the law jesus obeyed uh, all righteousness Uh, it's his baptism jesus says suffer it to be so now for we must obey or establish uh, all righteousness Jesus Jesus's active obedience now there's also the consequence of Adam's sin the consequence of the covenant of works which uh, hits us all and that is death and the Lord Jesus Christ not only established a perfect humanity he took on himself in an obedient way the consequence of our sin in death so the lord jesus christ in his passive obedience established a way into god's presence into god's holiness through removing the consequence of sin from us he died in our place that we might live so positively he made a perfect humanity and negatively if you like he died for our sin and removed the obstacle to uh, our relationship with a holy god now we'll come to some (coughs) scriptures which illustrate this And uh, Romans 5 18 to 21 uh, is the big passage in the New Testament with the parallel between Adam and Christ, uh, which shows how the Lord Jesus Christ establishes as mediator righteousness for us, allowing us. To go into God's presence uh, through his active and passive obedience. Paul says, Therefore, as one trespass or one sin led to condemnation for all, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all. For as by one man, man's disobedience, the many were made sinners so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous now the law came in to increase sin but where sin increased grace abounded all the more so that as sin reigned in death grace might also reign through righteousness leading to eternal life through jesus christ our lord so christ replaced adam and just as sin reigned in death so grace reigns through righteousness this is the righteousness of the lord jesus christ his complete justice uh, before god leading to eternal life through jesus christ our lord so here we see that christ established righteousness perfectly and took our sin uh, upon himself so when we are in christ all that belongs to christ belongs to us And being in Christ means that even though we are sinners, because of Christ, God recognizes us to be righteous in Him, to be just in Him. So the verdict not guilty is passed on us because justice has been established in Christ who has removed our sin in adam and who has made a perfect humanity a new humanity and that justice in christ is ours it's not ours but it is ours because god says that it's ours god declares it to be ours in the lord jesus christ now uh, We move a little further here. Um, How exactly does this apply to us? Uh, How does the mechanism uh, of this uh, this work? And here Martin Luther called this the glorious transfer, because there's a double transfer. There's a transfer from us of our sin to christ and there's a transfer of christ's righteousness to us Uh, first of all it's the justice of christ before god uh, that saves us and that is what is transferred to us uh, uh, when we are united to christ when we are one with christ All that Christ did uh, is transferred to uh, our account. And very often to explain this, you know, the images of bank accounts are used. Uh, Sometimes in a not very appropriate way, but you're in debt and uh, someone uh, transfers a stack of cash onto your account and puts you in credit again. Well, it's not exactly like that, but the idea of transfer is right. What belongs to Christ belongs to us, because God counts Christ as having died for us. Now, the biblical passage which refers to this, uh, and is most often quoted, is uh, Romans chapter 3, verses 21 to 26. Remembering that righteousness and justice are the same thing uh, in the Greek, we'll uh, read these verses now. But now the righteousness of God, the justice of God, has been manifest apart from the law, that is, apart from legal conditions in the old uh, covenant, through the Law and Prophets who bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. See, it's the righteousness of God through faith in Christ for all who believe. It's not in us, the righteousness. It's it's the righteousness of God which is uh, reckoned to those who believe. For there is no distinction For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift. This is the transfer. We received a gift through redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward to be a propitiation by his blood, to be received by faith. How does God redeem us with grace as a gift? By putting forward Christ as a propitiation for our sins. That is, Christ is the one who covers our sins, so that God no longer sees us as sinners. Hmm? This is to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he passed over former sins, sins of the Old Testament. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, and this is the crunching argument by the Apostle Paul. God shows his righteousness at the present time, that's the gospel time, the gospel age, so that he might be just, God is just, and the justifier of the one who has faith in jesus god is just and he justifies the one who believes in christ how is that possible because christ has been made a propitiation for our sin christ has borne our sin and taken it away so the justice of god in christ is made over to us, and God is at once just, righteous, and the one who declares righteous, the one who has faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that is one side of the transfer. Now, God's justice has been made. Uh, over to us because of christ who is the propitiation for our sin this is also expressed in 2 corinthians 5 (coughs) verse 21 2 corinthians 5 21 Uh, we implore you on behalf of christ be reconciled to god now for our sake verse 21 2 corinthians 5 he made him to be sin yeah you, you know romans 3 we have god justice declaring us just but here's the transfer the other way from us to christ for our sake he god made him to be sin who knew no sin so it was through the work of christ taking our sin that is the consequence of our sin which is death on himself and when christ died our sin was abolished through the death of christ so that we might become the righteousness or the justice uh, of god Hmm? so here is uh, god Uh, giving his justice to us in christ who is a propitiation the justice going one way and then our sin going the other way because our sin was laid upon the lord jesus christ uh, who uh, gives us life and righteousness to sum up here our natural state is sin condemnation and death but in Christ we have uh, righteousness justification and life because he's the mediator who takes on himself our sin and gives us his righteousness so christ is the just one christ is the righteous one and even though we have no righteousness in ourselves uh, this that christ does on our behalf allows us to be counted or declared righteous uh, by god and this is what uh, uh, the reformers called imputation uh, what belongs to Christ is imputed to us, and what belongs to us is imputed to Christ. And they often added uh, the further word to imputation the word foreign because Christ is not in himself a sinner, he's righteous because of his perfect obedience and we ourselves are not just we're unrighteous but the justice that god declares with regard to us is foreign to us it belongs to christ and through faith in christ it becomes ours and here we come to the final point before a couple of applications Uh, all this is so Uh, by faith in Christ Uh, how does Christ's justice become ours Uh, how can we stand before God Uh, that's the big question because we're unrighteous and we can't do any righteousness but here it's all been done for us Uh, and our Death has been taken away in Christ. And so the only way we have of receiving this is by trust uh, and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, faith is not the reason for our being declared righteous uh, if it were the reason for our being declared righteous you believe right i'll declare you righteous that would make faith a work see faith would be another work that we had to do but it's not a work it's simply the instrument by which we receive it so faith is instrumental in receiving christ's righteousness and very often the uh, the image of a canal is used, huh? or an electric wire is used. Uh, uh, between the generator and your bulb, there's a wire, and the wire brings the electricity uh, to the bulb, so light is up. Well, the wire doesn't make the light, the wire simply is the instrument which brings. The electric current to make the light eh? and therefore it's just instrumental eh? and so faith is not uh, the reason for our justification it's the instrument by which we receive justification eh? and so it's through faith that looks to the Lord Jesus Christ So we talk about the order here, eh? God calls us by the gospel, faith follows our hearing the gospel as its fruit, and God declares us to be just, that's his judgment, by faith, and we are adopted uh, as God's children into the Lord Jesus Christ. So by faith we are adopted as god's children uh, in the lord jesus christ and you can say uh, justification is all outside of me it's in christ not in me the righteousness of justification is in christ not in me and all the rest faith sanctification assurance and perseverance are in us by the Holy Spirit. Justification is God's declaration concerning us. Sanctification is in us. And therefore, uh, theologians in the Protestant sense always make the distinction between imputation and infusion justification is not infused into us justification is imputedly declared of us because of christ now holiness progress in the christian life sanctification faith assurance perseverance are in us they are infused in us by the holy spirit they are placed in us by the Holy Spirit, but in justification, nothing is placed in us. It's declared about us because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's all that I've been talking about here, is uh, expressed very well in Titus chapter 3, Paul's epistle to Titus chapter 3 and verses 5 and 6 I think you see it quite clearly here uh, in what Paul says he talks about uh, we ourselves were once foolish led astray slaves to passions hated by others and hating one another verse 4 Titus 3 But when the goodness and loving-kindness of God our Saviour appeared, He saved us, salvation is the work of God, He saved us, not because of the works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior and the whole of this uh, action on the part of God is described in verse 7 so that being justified by his grace we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life hmm? so It's because Christ redeemed us and by the instrumentality of faith, the washing of regeneration, the renewal of the Holy Spirit, uh, that we become justified by his grace. But the justice we have comes from the Lord Jesus Christ, from the redemption that's in him. So uh, we come to uh, a little conclusion now. And if I can find my telephone here, I have my conclusion on here. Um, Just a second. It's Heidelberg Catechism, question 60, which says, how are you righteous before God? How are you righteous before God? Or how are you just before God? Only by true faith in Jesus Christ. That is, although my conscience accuses me that I have grievously sinned against all the commandments of God and have never kept any of them and am still prone always to all evil, yet God, without any merit of mine, of mere grace grants and imputes to me the perfect satisfaction, righteousness and holiness of Christ, as if I had never committed nor had any sin, and had myself accomplished all the obedience which Christ has fulfilled for me, if only I accept such benefit with a believing heart that is by faith Hmm? so the Heidelberg Catechism sums it up uh, uh, very well the reason for salvation is outside us it can't be taken away our guilt is removed from us we are free before God because God justifies us and because of this we have peace and not condemnation justification brings peace of mind justification is the basis of what's said in Romans 8.1 there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and verse 39 nothing can separate us from the love of god in christ jesus and that means that when god looks at me he sees me not as i see myself as a poor miserable sinner but he sees me through the lens of the lord jesus christ with christ's perfect righteousness i might never do a thing the thief on the cross might never have done a good work and yet he was saved by the lord jesus why because god contemplated him through the sacrifice of christ and not as he was in and of himself that is a great reassurance to all of us because when we look at ourselves we have many reasons to doubt when we look at our sins we have many reasons to fear and to feel guilty but when we look at the lord jesus christ we see that in him our righteousness is complete we can't add anything to it we can't take anything away from it because it's god who justifies in christ so being in christ we are justified through faith in him and that's how justification and union with Christ fit together this is the start of the Christian life when you believe you are justified because of the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ someone said uh, this is an illustration that I, I heard the other day in fact I think it was Alison who said it to me. Union with Christ is like getting in a car. When we're in Christ, it's like getting in a car. And that car will take you all the way to the destination. So when we are in Christ, we will be taken all the way to the destination in Him. And... In that car, there are no road accidents because we are in Christ and, uh, well, Jesus is at the wheel, not us. It's his righteousness that uh, justifies us. So, uh, we finished quarter to three and um, maybe a question or two. Okay, coffee time. (laughs) And see you next Sunday when we'll talk about sanctification, which is uh, a different kettle of fish than justification. And we'll try and contrast them. And then finally, I hope in two weeks' time, I have to be on an aeroplane just before 6 o'clock. Three weeks' time. I have to be on an airplane from Speak, but I hope that before that I'll be able to come and we'll speak about uh, union with Christ and Christian life and glorification. So, sanctification, and then in three weeks' time, the final one of this little series. Okay?